It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi everybody, it's Craig, Craig White from the Passion to Succeed podcast show. Welcome to yet another fantastic show, really about raising your game, raising your beliefs in the opportunities that lie within you, around you and before you. I'm really excited today to bring a gentleman into our show that has been on a journey of contribution since back in 1995 and I was very lucky to cross paths with this guy at one of his live events, it must have been about a dozen years ago. Uh, And I'm really pleased to introduce to you the author of The Law of Attraction, a guy that's really sought after where, you know, go to the go to guy for Law of Attraction around the world. And uh, a massive welcome to Mr. Michael Lozier. Welcome to our show, Michael. How are you today? Hey, Craig, I'm doing well, and I'm excited to uh, inspire people today with uh, what they might already be experiencing, but don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> That's really great. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful to to have um, your time and contribu- contribution. I know you're a you're a busy guy with you know busy schedule, influencing you know the world over. And as I said, it was it was a pleasure to meet you some years ago, Michael. Tell us a little bit about about your journey. I mean, I know from my research and and you know connecting with you all them years ago that you were um, obviously a business coach and an NLP practitioner. Um, and obviously, you've been teaching the law of attraction internationally now for many years. How did how did that journey come about for you as an individual? Well, even before that, I was a government employee with uh, with Canada. That's where I live in Victoria, Canada, and I was a project manager, and which is like an adult babysitter. So <laughs> I had to learn a lot about human behavior and what motivates them and what turns them on and what turns them off. So I started to study NLP and uh, other resources to help me be a good uh, leader. Uh, I was also a closeted law of attraction guy. In other words, uh, it wasn't public, but people would come to my office when I worked for the government, we'd shut the door, they would come in, and I would teach them what I knew about law of attraction. But remember, 20 years ago, that was a pretty foreign subject. Hmm. Interestingly, I was probably coaching about 10 employees privately but we never talked about it like in the lunchroom or publicly. It was all very hush-hush and 101. And I was helping a lot of people become successful with their projects, with their advancement, with their personal lives. And then eventually, uh, I knew it was time for me to transition out of the government. You know, I was starting to lose my spark and my fulfillment. So I went down to a four-day work week. I was the first employee in 3,500 employees that took a cut in pay. I went to a four-day work week. And Law of Attraction became my, or sorry, Friday became my Law of Attraction day, actually Thursday nights. And I would go anywhere. I'd go to networking meetings. I'd go to Starbucks. I'd go to coffee shops. I'd go to schools and churches. Anywhere that would there be people sitting in front of me, I would go and talk about Law of Attraction. I did that for a couple years. And here's what I noticed. The questions were always the same. So I was getting pretty good at answering them. And people would add feedback and send me thank you cards and notes and so on. And then uh, in 1999, I started to do teleclasses. These were classes over the telephone, teaching law of attraction. I did that every Thursday night for a year. 
And I eventually had about an eight inch binder full of notes and thank you cards. And people would say, well, I love when you said this and I love when you do this. And I love this exercise that you were doing. And then it all changed one day when I went to see a speaker. And I was so uh, influenced by seeing him on stage, I invited him for dinner that night. He was in Victoria. It's on an island. Once you're here at nighttime, you're not getting off. So I thought, <laughs> I'm going to take him for dinner. And I said, I would love to be on stage. And he said, well, it really help if you had a book. And of course, I'm a government employee with no book. And on the way home, I thought, I don't have a book but I have an eight inch binder of the program that I've been teaching on teleclasses and on radio interviews. So I took a year and I turned my seminar program into a book. So people say, oh, you're a good writer. I'm not really a writer, but I was a good seminar leader. You know, I wrote a good program. Mm -hmm. And then I just had stories and examples and case studies and it became a book. Uh, and so for the year that I had written my book and doing these teleclasses, I was encouraging people to go to my website and let me let them know when my book comes out. And I was still writing it. I really wrote the book to be on stage. So I ended up uh, ordering. I had 5,000 people on my list. I did that in a year. Uh, the publisher called, said, we're sending your books, cash on delivery. I had a blank credit card to pay for it. Monday night, I sent the email out to 5,000 people, and I sold every book overnight. Wow. So the books arrived Thursday. I had about 10 friends come to my house. We had a book party. Sign it, stuff it, label it, mail it. And we did that for probably 4,000 envelopes with 5,000 books. Wow. And this went quiet for three days. And then everybody got their book, and then I, pressed, I turned my computer on, and people were ordering 10 and 20 boxes. I had no books by this time. I didn't know I was going to sell out the first time. And uh, that's how it started. The direct sales network marketing companies would have me as a guest. I would sell 300 copies of my book within one hour of doing the interview. Uh, and then it all took off. It's, it's, ama it's amazing, really, because when you... I sold about a quarter of a million copies on my own, and I did all the work. Wow. Yeah. And, I, I, and, and I guess it's really because of the, when you look at the foundations you have built, you know, over the, the teleclasses and the, you know, the trainings and the course that you created, but obviously the book formed from that eight inch binder, you know, yeah, clearly sure. there was a lot of people that were connected with you because of the high value that you'd already been given them. So yeah. I can see why they would, you know, grab the book. I mean, I remember it was really my introduction into the law of attraction and we must, we must be going back now to, um, must be 2004 2005 when when I when I came to an event that you was doing in the UK it must be in that that time period for yeah, those for, for, the, for those people Michael that for some reason may have not connected or, or stumbled across the law of attraction what what's the science behind the law of attraction what's the science behind your teachings well I'm first I'm, first what I want to tell people is that they're already experiencing it it's nothing new for them except for the name. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime, and I'm sure you and I, I know we've used these words. We use the word coincidence, synchronicity, serendipity, fate, karma, meant to be, everything fell into place. You see, whenever we use those words, we're describing evidence of law of attraction. So when we say, wow, this is such a coincidence, I was just thinking about you, we could really say, hey, this is law of attraction. So the name of Law of Attraction is new, but not the experience. So if you've ever used those words, you're already experiencing it. And the good news is, is that because it's a science, that means Law of Attraction is energy. 
and it's responding to our vibes. And our vibes are our moods or our feelings. So I know that people know when they're in a bad mood and they're a cranky mood, they keep getting the same over, the day gets worse and worse and worse. That's because law of attraction has a two word job description. It being this energy around them is eavesdropping on their vibrations and there's only two kinds, negative and positive. It's eavesdropping on their vibration and responding to it by giving them more of the same. So that's why when something negative happens and we complain about it and tell 10 friends, another negative things happen and the day gets worse and worse and worse and we say, what's going on today? Everything's falling apart. It's because law of attraction is checking, responding, matching. Checking, responding, matching. It's the same thing that you and I have had the experience and some of our listeners that maybe first thing Monday morning we get a great sale or we get a customer. Say, woohoo, I just got a great sale or I just got a new client. This is awesome. And in your celebration of that new customer or that new sale, now you're sending the vibration and we get another one and another one and we say, wow, am I ever on a roll? <laughs> you see, we create those roles. Whether it's a role of positive things or whether it's a role of negative things, it's all about our vibes. And the best news of all is that I teach people how to be a deliberate sender of their vibes. In other words, hey, you have a negative vibe? Well, you can have it, but the longer you have it, the more you'll get more of the same. So I'm teaching people how to reset their vibes with their reset vibe button. And how and how do people, you know, engage in that training? I mean, I know in the in your your book that I read and and have recently reread, knowing that the the show was obviously coming up. Um, you you have that three step formula for deliberate attraction. Is this That's right. you know is it the basis within in them principles, Michael? That is about resetting, you know, that reset vibe button. That's right. You know, if you just take, you know, some people say, well, I wonder what the vibe I'm sending. Well, I can tell you from here. If you're curious and you want to know what the vibe is that you're sending in any area of your life, go to that area and take a look and see what you're getting. It's a perfect match. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know the vibration you're sending about money? Open your wallet. Do you want to know the vibration that you're sending about being successful? How's that working for you? Do you want to know the vibration you're sending about attracting customers and clients? Open your file folders. You see, what you're getting is matching the vibration that you're sending. And you're not even sending it on purpose. Sending doesn't, you know, sending is like putting it out there or emitting it. You see, when we use the word don't, not, and no, or when we complain, or when we worry, we're giving attention to something. And we give, when we give anything attention, it causes us to send the matching vibe. Mm -hmm. So if I had a client counsel this morning, and I said, Oh, Craig, I had a client counsel this morning. That drives me crazy. I was all excited. Now I got a counseling client. Just by telling you that story causes me to give it attention. And then I go to my calendar and I wrote client counsel. And then I tell my assistant, oh, I hate when clients cancel. And now I'm giving a lot of attention to clients counseling. And when you give anything your attention, it causes you to send the mood or the feeling of that, which is the vibe. And guess what? Law of attraction is in your office. Mm -hmm. And it's responding to the vibration of counseling clients, and then you get more. So the key here is whenever you use the word don't, not, and no, or whenever you're complaining, or whenever you're talking about what you don't want, you can reset your words by asking the question, so what do I want? So for example, if I were to say, oh, I don't want my clients to cancel. Well, guess what? I just gave attention to clients counseling. 
If you're not sure what I mean, go to Google and say, I don't want my clients to cancel and see what Google pulls up. Google strips away don't, not, and no, and now it gives you documents and images and videos on canceling clients. Go type in no football and see what Google shows you. It shows you football. So law of attraction is like Google. Whatever you say you don't want, you gave it attention, energy, and focus. And as you give anything attention, energy, and focus, it causes you to send the vibration of it. And the obedient law of attraction isn't very smart. It doesn't know whether you want it or don't want it, whether it's good or bad for you, but it's obedient. And it'll unfold and orchestrate whatever needs to happen to bring you more of what you gave your attention, energy, and focus to. Fantastic. I never really looked at that Google kind of collaboration, really. It's so true, isn't it? You know, it's... Um Giving it, giving the energy, and it's bringing it straight back to you every time um, without fail. So it's, I guess it, with you know, it, for many people, it's sometimes people through social conditioning, environmental conditioning, maybe how they've been brought up. Not everyone has this, I, I guess, positive mindset to be solution orientated or have that paradigm shift. But the model you use, which which you know, I certainly liked, and you know, it's been a massive influence on my life over the years. And I was thinking, uh, you know, as you're as you're talking, it's just reminding me of of how you know gaining that clarity through contrast and and implementing and removing the words don't not know I found for myself Michael it be really empowering because it tests your level of vocabulary in fact it it raises your vocabulary because you have to find a more positive manner in which to address other people and and it's something that I've passed on to my young children which is just fabulous so oh definitely for parents you know like we would say don't forget your homework and you thought, wow, I just gave attention. What do I want? Remember your homework. <laughs> you know, don't beat up your brother. Oh, what do I want? Play nice with your brother. You know, don't talk back to your mother and father. What do you want? Talk polite. Don't drink and drive. Don't have sex. Don't do drugs. Don't spill your milk on the floor. You know, whenever we say what we don't want, we gave it attention. This is brain training. Mm. We're, we're so conditioned to talk about what we don't want. We need to train our brain. So one of the things that I do even on the, this interview and in person, I get people to draw a circle the size of a golf ball and inside of it write the words don't, not, and no. And then draw that international do not use sign, like the no smoking sign, and burn that image. Every time you use the word don't, not, and no, reset your words by saying, so what do I want? You see, when you go from what you don't want to what you do want, the words change. And when the words change, your attention changes. When your attention changes, the vibes change. And the only way to get a different result is to send a different vibration. Matter of fact, the only thing we can control in our whole lives, you know, a lot of people want to control everything. The only thing that we can control is our vibrations. And that's by controlling our thoughts and our words and being very deliberate about not using the words don't, not, and no. In other words, being deliberate about resetting your words every time you catch yourself say don't nod and no it's great and um i guess i know i'm, I'm obviously talking about what you already know in in much greater detail than myself and but for our listeners it, it you're having this change and removing these negative words has that that effect on your feelings inside which obviously raises your vibration which is the basis of the law of attraction and your vibe that you're talking about how do people continue to increase their vibration what what sort of strategies can they implement into their daily daily lives i guess well that's a good that's a good point first i want to say you know people are always saying well how do i be more positive you know you, you don't have to you don't have to become more positive 
You just need to become less negative. You see, our natural state is already positivity. So we don't need to do things to become more positive. We need to do things to become less negative. And if you picture an onion, as you peel away negative experiences and negative thoughts and negative attraction and negative stuff in your life, as you peel back those layers, in the very center of the layers is joy. And that's what naturally surfaces. So the best way to become more positive is to become less negative. So the first tool is to eliminate the words don't, not, and no. The second thing is to become more selfish. Now that might sound like a bad word, but selfish equals self-care. You need to care about your vibration enough because it's all you have, particularly if you're a parent. You know, your vibration sets the tone of the house. Mm -hmm. Negative parents, negative kids, now a negative family. Positive parents, they influence the kids. So you would teach your kids to remove the words don't, not, and no. You'd put on your fridge the words don't, not, and no with a line through it, say what do you want. You would train your kids instead of complaining, say what you want instead. You know, behind every complaint is a request. Behind every complaint is, oh, it's hot in here. What's your request? Yeah. I'm hungry. What's your request? So this is how you teach people to stop complaining and stop whining and stop worrying. And eventually, you will train your brain not to use the word don't, not, and no. Some of you need to check your emails. How many times do you say, don't hesitate to contact me? No worries, no problem, this is not a scam, you won't be disappointed, yep. yeah, this is not a scam, it's like, well, I didn't think it was, but now that you brought it up, <laughs> or when the doctor says, this won't hurt, it's like, well, I didn't think it was, but now that you brought it up. Do you know, I remember, and you may, you may know um, the, the answer to this, and I remember, and it may have been a discussion with my mum many years ago, because my mum's really into, the, into history, and yeah. I know the English language in the UK chained, changed over here back in the days of, I believe, William the Conqueror, who changed the way in which we speak and brought in certain terminology where we were using more negative words, Prior to that, I believe, you know, simple things like, you know, don't, not, and no. There's some similarities there, and forgive me for not remembering the detail, um, but there was certain, certainly something there that changed the vocabulary and the, and the English language here in the UK um, going back many, many years. I'll have to do some research and maybe put a link up. Um, is that anything that you're aware of yourself? No, I don't no. know that, you know. Uh, you know, I grew up quite isolated. You know, I didn't have any friends. My sister was eight years older. My other sister was eight years younger. So I didn't really have them as friends. So I got to entertain myself, you know. And then as I was developing friends, I became very sensitive to negativity because I never really experienced it because I was playing with myself. I was I had my own thoughts in my own head, right? Yeah. So uh, even when I was young, I was very positive. And going through high school, I was a guy that everybody came to for counseling, right? <laughs> and they came to be uplifted. Now, the word uplifted is quite literal. If you picture a radio dial that goes from zero to 100, and 100 being high vibes, my vibes are always high. And when they're not, I raise them, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going around high on the dial. So when people are feeling sad and lonely and negative, they would come to me, and I would literally raise their dial from 50 to 80 or 95. And then they say, wow, you're the most uplifting person in my life. And what they really mean is, you lifted me from a lower vibration on the dial to a higher vibration. 
So my hunch, you get that compliment too. People say, oh, you're the most uplifting person. That means their natural state is not where yours is, but you actually insisted that they raise their vibration to meet yours. Mm -hmm. You know, when some of my friends complain or worry around me, I don't lower my vibration to match theirs. I just, I just ask them, so what do you want? What do you want instead? They know that I'll reset their vibes. And if they don't want a vibe reset, they don't call. That's how selfish I am. That's how much self-care I do in myself. I don't engage in negative conversations. If I do, I tell them, you got one minute. <laughs> tell me how crappy your life is in one minute and then spend four minutes telling me what you want. I love I love the the advice in conversation because it's like you know what is it that you want and you know just going back to uh, you were talking about you know what well what is your request it's really just flipping the focus isn't it to it's, focusing yeah. on what people people do want and changing the way in which I guess they they naturally think so ra raising raising the vibration tends to um, I guess inspire people and make them believe a little bit more in themselves I mean does it, is it something that it just naturally raises people's desire. Well, you know, when people use the word, so here's the, here's the inventory. People that are negative are using the word don't, not, and no. Mm -hmm. People that are worrying are using the word, you know, they're worrying about what they don't want, right? Uh, people that are unhappy are worried about what they don't want. So there's a common denominator is people that are on that side of the, you know, we use the word raise your vibration. People say, what does that mean? Just think of that dial from zero to 100. Raising it means go higher on the dial. And the best way to get a positive vibration is to remove the negative vibration. It's that simple. It's not so much that there's lots of positive things to do. It's that there's negative things to get rid of. It might mean people. It might mean friendships. It might mean changing the grocery lineup because the people in front and behind you are complaining. It might mean being so selfish that you care about everything around yourself, including the media and the news. Because here's the payoff. The higher your vibration on the dial, the quicker and faster you can manifest positive things. You see, negative people can't attract positive things. Their negative vibration is diluting their positive intention. So on one hand, they say they want to make lots of money and have a girlfriend, boyfriend, buy a car, get a house, get a good job, get a job. That's their desire. But they're so negative that the negative vibration is diluting their positive desires or wishes or goals. So the best way to get what you want is to become more positive. And the best way to become more positive is to become less negative. And the best way to become less negative is to remove the words don't, not, and no, and reset them by saying, so what do I want? And removing friends and stop reading articles that get you infuriated. Stop watching the news that tick you off and stop doing the things that lower your vibration. All of us have a vibrational meter reader within us. Mm. We all have a vibrational meter reader. It's called our feelings. Your feelings are the indicator where your vibe is. So if you're feeling sad and lonely and ticked off and worried and guilt and shame and blame and angry and disappointed, you have a negative vibration. Your, your feelings are in the indicator of the vibration. And as soon as you change your thoughts from what you don't want to what you do want, and you can only hold one vibration at a time. Now you're sending a positive vibration. And now law of attraction is responding to that. That's brilliant, Michael. Again, really, it, 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 I remembered something coming back from um, your event. And uh, a good friend of mine actually purchased me one of these crazy little... Um, 
gimmicky kind of dolls but when you pressed it, it do you remember the beach boys song good vibrations yes, and it always yes. and and, I, and, for, and it always sticks in my mind about good vibrations and feelings and what an uplifting song and i guess music can be uplifting too if people are listening to the right kind of music that gets their their endorphins going and their energy going from the inside out that's right you know law of attraction doesn't respond to what you're listening to it responds to how you feel about what you're listening to yeah right so some people yeah they use music to uh, raise their vibration or they paint or color or cook or whatever it is right but you know, imagine if i told everybody they had to listen to music no see everybody knows what uplifts them on the dial mm. so you need to identify what is your uplifter and then you need to do more of it and stop doing things that you don't want to do. Stop going to that dinner party that you don't like. Stop hanging around with that friend. I'm back to saying you need to become more selfish, yes. more self-care. Because your only job is to mind and protect your vibration. That's your only job. Such great advice. And, and I really hope people are taking this on board because it's sitting really well with me. I know that the, one of the steps in, the, in that three-step process is allowing and with all honesty, going back to when I first read the book, it was the it was the most challenging area for me because it didn't in in the beginning I didn't really grasp it straight away. You know, yes. can you can you kind of share you know some ideas about what you actually mean allowing? Because people almost will, I guess, naturally come up. Well, what do you mean I'm not allowing? Of course I'm allowing. How yeah. how, how how do people shape that and cultivate that skill and ability? Right. Well, I'm going to use the example of a pizza. You know, you and I and a couple of friends are getting together. Mm -hmm. Before we order the pizza, we have to decide what we want, right? That's step one. Step one is what do you want? But the best way for us to figure out what we want on our pizza is to know what we don't want. So if somebody says, oh, I don't like mushrooms. Okay, no mushrooms. What else? I don't like anchovies. So eventually, we built the list of what we want, and now it's on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Here's our ideal pizza. We're going to share a big pizza. The four of us know what it is. Here's what we like. So did you see how we need to know what we don't want to birth what we do want? Mm -hmm. That's step number one. So we have a list on a little piece of paper. Did that order the pizza? No. Because step one says identify what you want. Now step two says give it attention. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about law of attraction, you need to give attention to this new desire. If you're talking about the pizza, you need to call the pizza place and place the order. So step one is what do you want? Figure that out. Step two is you need to place the order. So in the pizza world, you call the pizza. Now allowing means you need to allow them in. Mm -hmm. So you ordered the pizza but you're, and the pizza delivery person counts, but you're not letting them in. And people said, oh, well, I've done this law of attraction thing. I've decided what I want. I gave it attention. I made a dream board, and I've been praying on it. I've been pretty pumped up about it, but it's, it's, not, it's not happening. So most people are good at ordering. So what do they do if the pizza doesn't get delivered? They order another one. They order it again. They order from another pizza place. And now there's three pizza delivery people outside of your door, but you haven't allowed them in. So what's stopping us from allowing it? It's resistance. You see, in the law of attraction world, we decide what we want. We, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what kind of client. So the best way to find out the, the, your ideal client is to take a look at what you don't like about some of your clients. You know, they don't pay on time. They don't make referrals. You know, the, you have to beg them to, for the invoice. And it's like, I don't like all that stuff. So here's my ideal client. My ideal client pays on time. They have money for coaching. They recommend me. They show up early. They post good news. Boy, that's the list of my client. 
Now I need to give that attention. I might talk about it, I might notice it, I might write it out, I might make a dream board, I might visualize. There's lots of ways to give that attention. Now, this is an important sentence. The speed at which law of attraction will manifest your ideal client or your ideal boyfriend or girlfriend or job or interview. In other words, the speed at which law of attraction will deliver what you asked for is determined on how much doubt you have in receiving it. You see, doubt's a negative vibration. So on one hand, I say I want to have five new clients this month, and here's what they are. They, they pay on time. They got money for coaching. They, you know, they send me thank you cards. They refer me. They, they post great stuff about me. That's what I want. And I'm going to give it attention, energy, and focus. I'm going to visualize. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to cut their pictures out. I'm going to remember other clients that I liked. But then on the other hand, my voice says, I'll never have that. I never had it before. I certainly won't get five. So now that negativity of my doubt is diluting the positive vibration of my desire. So the speed at which law of attraction will manifest what you want is determined on how much doubt you have. And we're talking about allowing. Allowing is the absence of doubt. Just like faith, people say, well, isn't that faith? Yes, faith is the absence of doubt. Wasn't that just believing? Believing is the absence of doubt. So if you believe it, that means you don't have any doubt. If you have faith that it's going to happen, it means you don't have any doubt. If you're allowing it, it means you don't have any doubt. So the real work in Law of Attraction is to remove the doubt. You see, we're already good at desiring. We're already good at giving it attention, energy, and focus. But where we're weak at, our weak part, is removing the doubt. And how fast anything comes to you is determined on how much doubt you have. And what, what, can, what can people do? Because I, I, I guess if this is a, an ongoing challenge, you know, how can people maybe connect with you? On, I know you do a lot of online training now as well as your um, your international speaking how, how do people really develop that ability to remove doubt you know is it you know I can see obviously the the steps one and two and and, and understanding that allowing process but for yeah, well, our listeners how, how do they do that okay well the best way to remove doubt is to find proof you know as soon as you prove something to me what do I say Ah, okay, I believe that now. I didn't believe you before. I thought you were crazy. But you know what? I saw the proof. So people, let's say, for example, let's use the a new customer, a new client customer example. You identified your ideal client. You gave it attention, energy, and focus. And now you go to a meeting. You know, it's a, a potential customer, potential client meeting. And you meet at the coffee shop. And you're there for 15 minutes. And you say, oh, wow, you know what? This person showed up early. I like that. You see how I'm giving attention to what I like? Mm -hmm. Not only did they show up early, they come pretty prepared. They got a pad of paper. Oh, look at that. They're, they're asking me really good questions. I like this. But then at the end of the meeting, they decide that it wasn't for them. What would most people do on the way home in the car? What would they tell themselves? Oh, what a waste of time that was. I just spent 15 minutes, I bought them coffee, and they asked me a bunch of questions. And I hate when that happens. And now you can tell 10 friends, boy, I wished at my meeting this morning. But now, on the way home in the car, or back to the office, 
you celebrate the closeness of the manifestation. Mm-hmm. Say, well, here's five, you know, the guy, Buddy didn't hire me, but here's what I liked about him. I call it, here's what I liked about Buddy exercise. He or she showed up on time. They asked me really good questions. They have a budget for coaching because I heard them say that. Uh, they were very positive. They had good languaging. They took good notes, and uh, they liked me. They liked my, you know, they liked my uh, my book and my work. I like that. Now, a little voice might say, "Yeah, but he didn't hire you." It's like, yeah, but here's the six things I liked about that potential client. Now, as I'm focusing on the matches to my list, that's what I'm giving attention to. And law of attraction is always eavesdropping. Right now, it's eavesdropping during the meeting, after the meeting. On the way to the meeting is where people fail. Oh, I hope this person isn't rude. I hope they don't uh, reject me. I hope they don't ask me. I don't, hope they don't challenge me. You know, people plant the seed on the way to the meeting or on the way to the interview or on the way to the job. <laughs> and then when you get there and they'll say, oh, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I knew they would reject me. Well, you knew it because you planted the seed on the car on the way there. We have to be so careful about what we're thinking because our thoughts turn into the vibration that turns into the manifestation. Again, if you're attracting it, you had to have sent the vibration that created it. I'm not creating the rule. I'm just teaching it. That is the rule. If you attracted it, you had to send the vibration that created it, period. It's just the way it is. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. I wish, different. I wish the rule said only attract positive things, but the rule said you attract both negative and positive. And the law of attraction is not smart. Mm-hmm. It's obedient. That's why it's called the law. Here's a vibration. What do I do with it? Match it. Here's a vibration. What do I do with it? Match it. Here's a negative vibe. What do I do with it? Match it. Law of attraction doesn't know whether you want it or not, whether it's good or bad for you, whether it's helpful or not helpful. It's obedient. Fantastic. Uh, there's some real... Uh, areas of focus for our listeners to really develop and, and and get this in line with the their their I guess their the congruency mind body and soul to really start implementing the the rules and the and the, the steps of the, you know really putting the law of attraction to work for them. What one of the things I wanted to discuss with you as, as well, Michael, was you you're actually launching a new book. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's launched or if it or if it's coming, but it's called Your Life's Purpose. Uncover what really fulfills you. What what's your what's your purpose in life? Well, we all have the same purpose. You know, this might be a paradigm shift for people, but I'm arrogant enough to say I know what everybody's life purpose is. Every, the purpose of our life is to feel good. The purpose of our life is to experience joy. The real question is, what do I need to be fulfilled? What fulfills me? So in my book, I start off with a list of 30 fulfillment needs, everything from attention, autonomy, community, control, freedom. There's a list of 30. And I walk people through a five-step process, and at the end of the process, they'll have surfaced and identified the top four that's important to them. And then when you know what your top four fulfillment needs are, you do what you need to get them met. Because I'm getting mine met right now. Matter of fact, I wouldn't agree to do this if I didn't get my fulfillment needs met. You see why it's important to know what they are? Mm -hmm. So when you get your fulfillment needs met, now I'm experiencing joy. When I'm experiencing joy, my dial's on 99. When my dial's on 99, I attract other like things that are 99 and manifest things fast. That's how selfish I am. I only do things that bring me joy. That's the paradigm shift for people. 
Only do things that bring you joy. So here's my top four fulfillment needs. Remember, uh, people can look at the list, by the way. You can go to hangoutwithmichael.com forward slash life purpose, and you can download the list of 30, and I actually give the instructions on how to do step one out of the five-step process. So after, you know, I've done this like my other two books, I did seminars, about 30 seminars on this all over the world. That's how I wrote the book. You know, I only had one chance to do this well, like my other books. So I did a seminar and I went to seminars. I'd walk around the room. I'd, I'd watch people get confused. I'd watch people get inspired and I'd eavesdrop and say, how come you were confused on that? And I'd say, ah, okay, that makes sense. And that's how I made my book really good, in my opinion and other people's opinion. So my top four fulfillment needs are, in other words, when these needs are present, I'm experiencing joy. The first one is attentiveness or attention. Am I getting that met right now? Yep. Yes. The second one is influencing people in a positive way. Am I getting that met now? Totally, yeah. The third one is intimacy, which means into me see. Intimacy. In other words, we're not talking about the sports and the cars and the weather. We're talking about goals and dreams and intimate things. So that's present. And the fourth one is freedom. I have freedom in my life. I have freedom to choose this and so on. So intimacy, attention, freedom, and influencing people in a positive way. So everything I do. You know, I do a live Facebook show. I've been doing it for 220 Fridays for two and a half years, 1.9 million views on it. Why? I get my fulfillment needs, my book signings, seminars, TV interviews, uh, keynote speeches, full day seminars. I say yes to all of those things because I get fulfilled. And when I get fulfilled, I'm experiencing joy. And that's the purpose of my life. That's absolutely fantastic and, re and really inspiring to to know obviously what what really does fulfill yourself uh, and I yeah. guess people like myself are going to be inspired by that just, just remind us that that web that website address it was hangoutwithmichael.com forward slash well they can go to hangoutwithmichael.com and they can see all of my books and at the top it says your life's purpose brilliant there's also an NLP book that I've done in law of attraction mm -hmm. there's other at the top it says live shows and that is a listing of all my recorded live shows and it's live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, which is, I think it's about 5 o'clock in the UK-ish. Yeah, sound, sound, sounds about right. It's British summertime at the moment, so I think we change shortly uh, to GMT. So, yeah, around about there. But I guess people can connect and, and add that to their calendar and it'll automat automatically, um, you know, give them what they're asking for. Um, so, uh, Michael, it's an absolute pleasure to, to be connecting with you today. Um, and I know, uh, obviously, guys can get over to, to hangoutwithmichael.com and, and really connect with the Law of Attraction, just study the, the NLP and connect with your new book, Your Life's Purpose. So that, that book's actually out in the marketplace right now. That's right. It came out in June. Oh, fantastic. A, a, a great month of the year. So how 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 do people c can apply this information? Just one final question. How can people apply this information into their career to get awesome results or maybe increase their their learning capability or, or increase their their contribution you know I'm a, I'm a firm believer of giving contribution um first you know giving value um and contribution without that need of compensation i mean making money is not a bad idea but if you focus on the contribution first surely you know you're going to 
develop uh, a real positive vibe and you know that sits well with me how, how do people do this themselves well you know the best way to make a contribution to other people's life is don't buy into their problems mm -hmm. somebody else will do that for them <laughs> be the person that people be the person that people go to to be uplifted it doesn't serve you or them to listen to them complain and listen to the worry and listen to how their life sucks be the person that helps them reset their vibe by asking them the question so what would you like instead? In other words, when you're asking people that are complaining that question, you're helping them go from what they don't want to what they do want. And now they start talking about what they do want, and now they raise their dial, and now they start to feel better, and now they start to attract positive things, all because of your contribution. So just say no to buying into complaints and negativity, and be the person that people go to when they want to be uplifted and stay high on the dial. Joe, this is fantastic personally for me. I mean, I've been coaching and mentoring people for, for many years now. And, I, you know, I just remember using your, your teachings and, and practicing this. And it's easy to, you know, coach and guide and get familiar with people um, and forget these basics of, you know, tell me what you, you do want. And, you know, I know I have that positive influence, but I think sometimes you can always raise your game. Um, and that's what I love about these shows, Michael. And, uh, and I'm really grateful that you've given some of your time. I'm 100% confident our listeners from all over the globe, um, whatever they may be doing as a, as a new business startup, you know, training to run a marathon, maybe in the, the direct selling industry or in employment, whatever they're looking to do to raise their game, I'm sure that today's podcast show is going to be really uplifting and, and give them some focal points to start uh, being more positive and attracting more of what they do want into their life so thank you very much for contributing thank you very much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure and i wish you a, a great day uh, continuing to contribute and fulfill your own needs michael thank you very much thank you if you enjoyed today's show we would appreciate it if you would like most people share through social media then subscribe rate and provide a review over at itunes and soundcloud that's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe, and join the community of passionate people.